Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. Lordy, I've had a week. Uh, remember that I said last episode I was doing well and I had a very hard week prior to that because of the eye pain. Well, guess what? The eye pain came back with vengeance. Oh my God. It was um, wild. It was pretty damn wild. It's It was actually so bad that on a Sunday I... I honestly thought this is it. And I know that sounds dramatic, but to backtrack a bit, I used to have this nonstop 24-7 eye pain six, six, seven years ago. Um, and it it honestly resembled that kind of pain. It was so severe. I couldn't really... So the thing is when I, it's hard to explain because everyone always thinks that it has to do with my vision. My vision is on point. My vision is actually, I've got 2020 vision. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's literally the muscles behind my eyes, which I know sounds absurd. You don't have to tell me that I know, but they're just like, so they're like pushing and pulling and um they're 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 basically not really flexible and moving so that means i can't really close my eyes i can but it hurts like a motherfucker pardon my french so i was dealing with that on a sunday night and i just started sobbing and thinking about the worst case scenarios i know this is i mean this is not even that vulnerable because i've been more vulnerable than this but I, um, my poor mom, I called her and I said, mom, I'm not doing well. I'm so, so scared, you know, that this is not going to end. And so that was now, it's now I'm recording this on the Thursday. That was on Sunday. Monday was still so bad. I canceled my clients and now we're here on the Thursday and I'm still on medication every single day. The cool superpower that I've got is that I'm able to take medication and no one would know. Um, or te- we're talking about oxycodone, as everyone now knows, and we're not going to do, I'm not going to not talk about it because, you know, it's not something I'm addicted to, as I've mentioned previously, and I will mention that so many times. So um, it's just thankfully diminishes the pain slightly so, but like literally, uh, I would say a percentage, that's about it. So all that helps, or the only thing that helps is literally rest, um, not talking, not looking at any phones and, or not looking at any screens for that matter. So no laptops, no TVs, no nothing. So I do put the TV on or like a podcast. So to, so I can listen to something, but I won't necessarily look at the screen. So yeah, that's me fun. Uh, I honestly, you would think at this point in my life, having had Lyme disease for now, Oh, what is it over 12 years? I think, is it 12 years? 
something like that, 13 years. Honestly, yeah, it's, I mean, time is flying when you're having the most amazing fun. Uh, being sarcastic right now. No, I'm just kidding. I, I actually did have some amazing times in the past years but no it's it's been it's it's um it's not something I'll, i i don't think i'll ever get used to and it's scary as shit because i still to to this day don't know what causes it i have no actual sol- actual solution it's not like i'm taking this supplement or this pill and i know that it's just gonna go away like for instance with a migraine i know that if i have a migraine attack that i take this certain medication uh, for, for me, it's Reseptriptan, I guess. Honestly, I'm butchering it. And that works. That really works. But to each its own, right? Everyone uses something differently. And um, so that's that's been my life the past week. So a lot of work, a lot of sessions, a lot of hanging in there, a lot of rest. Um, I didn't drink a drop of alcohol, obviously, because of the pain uh, since a week. So there's that um yeah so we're gonna talk about something today that i think i mean honestly i think a lot of people have this question but first i wanted to say something cool so i've already said this on my instagram story so if you're not following me on instagram yet which i'm pretty sure you you do i and if you don't have an Instagram, you don't even have to worry about it because I will share about it next week here on this podcast episode. Well, not episode, but on this podcast, I am launching a very new, exciting offer. And it's a one-time offer. Uh, I will only run it through July, the whole month of July and the whole month of October, uh, September. Midals do it on October. The recovery bootcamp is coming back in October. So I'm not sure if that will go well together. We'll have to see. But it's, I can, I already kind of like gave a tip um, or I hinted on the Dutch podcast. So I feel like I have to do do the same here because otherwise it doesn't feel fair because you guys don't speak Dutch or most of you can't. But it's basically similar to the bootcamp and the recovery for those who don't know the recovery bootcamp was a program that I was running for six no I would say six to eight months um I was taking on two to three clients a month and with a higher price point so the price point is three thousand euros well two nine 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 to be exact and it's been transformational the testimonials are insane I don't even have all of them but if you go to my website I have a separate page with all the testimonials from people from all over the world from literally the states from Holland Belgium Germany you name it from everywhere the UK and it's been all ages as well from 14 up until people in their 40s it's been literally the most insane program with the most insane uh, outcomes and I'm still working with a lot of my clients uh, currently so it it's yeah it's very it's been amazing so anyway I'm kind of like piggy piggy piggying back is that a word we're this is the new word of the day i guess um piggybacking that's not a word as well it is what it is but i'm like that inspired me that program inspired me to make a similar program for half of the price so three thousand instead of well let's say 3000 minus 1500 aka half of the price so 
again i'm just alluding to a lot of things but you know you'll see the trailer the spoiler all the things i will drop it here next week i'm probably also going to make a separate sales page for it on my website so you can go there as well um yeah so i'm very excited to to do that yeah those kinds of usually programs are higher ticket prices and that's just seriously because it's I invest a lot of time and a lot of my effort, a lot of basically I'm, I'm using my DVK recovery method in there as well, which is a tried and tested basically method that I've been using for five and a half years and it's been working wonders. So, you know, it's, it's really, I'm carving out a lot of my free time and also summertime, right? So, um, and then I'm going to take some time off in, uh, in, August, which is my birthday month. I hate hate to say that because I'm such a Leo saying that, by the way, birthday month. I, I even hate my birthday, which I know is rare for a Leo to say. FYI, I don't know shit about astrology, but I've, I've been told that Leos are those people who love their birthdays. So I'm not one of those people. I just love to throw a party. So uh, but I'm going to take some time off in August because I just need it. Okay, so that's all the household stuff. That's it for now. Um, we're going to start off with the topic of today. And that is, I'm talking about the difference between eating disorders and disordered eating. Because I feel like there is such a huge misconception between the two. Understandably so, because we live in a society, I always say, recovering in this diet culture centric fat phobic society is deeply damaging and i give everyone all the accolades and i'm so proud of you if you're currently living and recovering in this very flawed society and it's it's extremely harmful for the younger generation i can i honestly have not much good to say about it it's really damn bad I, I'm a 90s kid, so, you know, I grew up in the 90s, and that's kind of where all the, I would say, the fat-free stuff started and the diets, but in my recollection, it wasn't as bad at all as it is right now. I mean, I didn't grow up with fo- social media, you know, at all. Like, we didn't have that, so that's starting off with growing up with social media, like having TikTok and all the things I've, you know... Th- right at the, the the at your fingertips is just wild to me because I never yeah I never had that thankfully but anyway you know I I have I get this question quite a lot because people feel some people when they're in recovery they will say you know what I sometimes feel like it's so unfair that I can't do xyz whilst my best friend she can go or they can go on this and that diet or they can go to the gym or they can do a keto diet or do paleo or be vegan or this or that or whatever it is and i get it i get it and as i as you all know i love an analogy i love a metaphor it's kind of like similar to someone who socially smokes right who is a social smoker who loves to smoke smoke a cigarette once in a while or even smokes smokes a joint once in a while or drinks socially or occasionally like i do and 
I know that some of my friends are raging ex-alcoholics or they're, well, they're alcoholics. So they, they are drinking mocktails. And I know deep down they must, and we don't really talk about this that often, but I know they must look at my glass of wine and think, how come Danny can just have two glasses of wine and just stop drinking and not drink for a couple of days? How in God's name can she do that? Well, because I'm missing that genetic predisposition. And that's the difference between having a genetic predisposition for something such as an eating disorder or alcoholism or any other substance abuse versus someone who's just having a disordered relationship with food. Now, here's, here's the catch. Here's the thing. Unfortunately, and this is literally why I'm so upset and this is why I, I said to you just now, I am so like proud of every anyone currently who is going through recovery in this deeply flawed diet culture centric fat phobic society and world because it is part of my french it is fucked up it is pretty damn bad isn't it i mean i you know whenever i meet new people whenever I go on a date, whenever I meet anyone for that matter, it's usually weight comes up at some point, um, calories come up at some point, moralizing food comes up at some point. It is like you can't even run away from it. And I am in the south of fucking France. You would think, you know what? Food is of the essence here, which it is. Don't get me wrong. It is. People love their food. It is on a huge pedestal here. Food quality has to be impeccable. Um, I don't think I actually said this in the previous episode, so I'll give you a funny example. I recently went to, oh God, I hope I didn't already share share this because that would be awkward. But if if I did, just, I don't know, uh, skip forward. But I had lunch the other day with my mom Oh God, I feel like I've already said this. Well, I'll just say it very quickly. I said I had lunch the other day with my mom on a Sunday, random Sunday. We were out shopping and I was very kind of like hungover, not from alcohol, but from exhaustion because I went out with my girlfriend the the night before, but because I was on medication, I wasn't really drinking. I had like four sips of wine and I was like, yeah, this is just not working. So anyway, my mom was tired. I was tired. It was raining. And we just said to each other, the only thing we want is sitting down, have a lovely lunch with a glass of wine, aka a glass of rosé, and call it a day. So that's what we did. Although we ended up at a restaurant, which was not... I mean, it didn't look that great. We already, we were like going to the restaurant that we are huge fans of, but it was fully booked, understandably so, on a rainy Sunday and we didn't reserve. So we sat down at this random restaurant. I kind of looked around and said to my mom, I I don't know about this. But then again, you know, the French, you know, they love their food. I have honestly, I've never had bad food in the South of France ever, like literally ever even in the like most weird places ever. So we sat down, we're talking about the most insane prices. When I say insane, I mean like 35 euros for a, a main dish. I'm sorry, but that's unless it's like the best food I've ever had. I don't mind to spend that once in a while, but this 
had to be good. So we had some two glasses of wine. For those who know wine, we had two glasses of Whispering Angel. I've actually heard of this wine in the States quite often, but I've never had it. Oh my God, it's literally a whispering angel on your tongue. It's amazing. So the wine was impeccable. We started off with the wine. Then our food came. I had the chicken, the roasted chicken with, um, um, God, what is it? Uh, like potatoes on the side or, well, the potatoes came on the side. And um, there was like some pesto and some other bits and bobs. And my mom had the fish. Oh my God, it was so bad. And it was so little food. It was maybe seven bites and that was it. And it was not haute cuisine. Otherwise I would get it. Honestly, it was horrible. My mom's fish, because we swapped halfway, I said, okay, let me taste your fish. It was that kind of fish that you buy from the supermarket, the frozen one that you just heat up in the microwave on a lazy day. You just squeeze some mayo on there because you know, it's kind of like disgusting or whatever uh, you try to make it nice that's how it tasted so it was horrific so when the bill came and they asked us how it, how it you know how our did or how our lunch was my mom at normally she would never say this but she said you know what I um honestly it's it's not really made with love and we've had better which sounded a little bougie but they were so nice that they actually refunded us for the fish and they gave us free ice cream so there's that that's how important food is for them here in the south of france anyway this little anecdotal story that i might have already said if i did i apologize but going back to diet diet culture all the shitty things that people talk about when it comes to their body weight blah 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 it's seriously a thing everywhere you can't like i said you can't run away from it i remember that you know when I met my my uh, neighbors here for the first time ever, and my mom came with me, and um, as you can tell, I'm a mama's girl, and she the the basically the lady next door she said, oh my god, it's to my mom because they're kind of like the same age. She said, how do you stay so thin? And my mom is not obsessed with her weight, or she is the most you know chilled person when it comes to her weight, her body, eating food, all the things. And I thought, God, here we go again. You know, it's like, imagine my mom going through an eating disorder. You know, it's it's really, I recently created a post about this, like 15 things you should never say to someone with an eating disorder. It's really disgusting. It's really disgusting. So basically disordered eating, I'm going to say something which I'm pretty sure you all know, but I'm going to say it again. I would, I think disordered eating is something that 90% of this population is struggling with. And that's a big statement to make, I know, but I'm talking about a big number because I just see it everywhere. And I actually have people around me who are very, you know, relaxed with food. But unfortunately, the the amount of people that I know who are not relaxed with food, who are always, you know, um, making sure that, you know, and you know, there's nothing wrong with taking care of your health. There's nothing wrong with eating uh, nutrient dense foods, right? There's nothing wrong with getting your vitamins and minerals in and supplementing and, you know, eating fruits and vegetables and all the things. But I feel like our society is kind of like 
we've grown up to moralize food from the get-go. We've been taught that from a very young age. I feel like everyone has, except for our maybe our grandparents, but um, the generations after have just been taught that. And so I don't necessarily see any change happening. So I think... First of all, the difference between this is literally the title of the of the podcast episode, so I should actually say this: the th- the the wild, the big difference between disordered eating and eating disorders is the different, of course, the gen- genetic predisposition. But you can't see that from afar. But let's say if you just another example, let's say I say to someone with an eating disorder, "Hey, let's go away for a month to Italy and just live off of pasta." pizza, limoncello spritzes, um, ice cream, gelato, all the things, uh, just live our best life, do the whole eat, pray, love thing. My best friend would say, Danny, where can I sign? Can we just go right now? However, someone with an eating disorder will have pure panic, will have pure anxiety. The person with a disordered relationship with food, aka disordered eating, will think, okay, well, that will mean that I most likely will gain some weight during that trip. However, I can make sure that after that trip, I go to the gym or um, I'll just eat quote unquote healthier because again, moralizing food. And so this is honestly the majority of the population. The majority of the population kind of lives that way. So they live literally day by day. They don't really think too far ahead. Um, I'm not talking about the gym bros because that's a whole other ball game. You know, the people who live literally in the gym, the actual fitness people. Um, But let's say just an average Joe who just looks, um, you know, who keeps their weight in check. That's usually the people who live their life to the fullest, who eat whatever they want. However, they will do portion control or they will say, oh my God, I I didn't eat all day due to uh, going out for dinner. When they say also, I I didn't eat all day, they just mean they didn't eat main meals. So just keep in mind and take everything with a grain of salt that everyone says with a disordered relationship with food, because it's not like literally having an eating disorder, I always say it's kind of, it's a, um, a matter of dedication. It's a level of dedication. It's a level of determination and it's a level of, it's, it's just a mental illness that no one really can do. It's like, for instance, no one is made for restriction. This is why diets don't work. This is why people fall off quote unquote, the bandwagon. So when someone says I'm you know, I haven't eaten all day. They just mean they've grazed, they ate cookies, they ate this, that, because honestly, most people can't eat the, or can't stop eating throughout the entire day with an exception here or there, of course. There are exceptions to the rule. I'm not talking about everyone in this world because I can't, but there is a wild and huge difference between people with eating disorders and disordered relationships with food. Because like I said, just about that trip for a month, someone with an eating disorder is just having pure panic. Whenever I would offer someone, let's say with an eating, eating disorder right now, to, I don't know, go for a spontaneous um, piece of pie or an ice cream or whatever it is, they will usually have this kind of like pure panic, this feeling of anxiety that someone with a disordered relationship with food doesn't have. They will, might think about, can I put that in my macros? Can I fit that in my macros? Can I do that? 
which is also very troublesome. Um, don't get me wrong, but this is where I go with the whole, okay, our society is pretty fucked up. But that is just a big, big difference. So if you're comparing yourself to that friend, that mom, that sister, who's also quote unquote dieting, who's watching their weight, don't do that. In your case, it's an addiction. Once you start, you can't stop. That's the thing with us. And I'm saying, I'm talking about myself as well. I know about myself that once I start doing that kind of bullshit, I won't be able to stop because I'm just too good at it. I'm too good at restricting. I'm too good at maintaining that. And most people aren't. That is a, like I said, a level of determination and commitment that most people don't have. It requires a lot of determination, a lot of the commitment. So it's, um, and like I said, restriction is, we're not made for restriction. Our bodies are screaming at us at some point saying, I need this or that. So, you know, and this is again, another thing with eating disorders, eating disorders are amazing at ignoring that whilst people with disordered relationships don't. So let's say, you know, the cheat days, that's why, that's why they have cheat days because they feel like, oh my God, I can finally let loose and they really let loose. So these are just a few examples, but if you compare yourself currently to someone with a disordered relationship with food, stop doing that. It's kind of like a similar to someone who says, you know what, I'm just going to stop drinking for a while because you know what, I feel like I need a bit of a detox and they start drinking again. And that that person saying that to someone who's been sober for many, many years, do you really think that person can say, you know what, I've been sober for so many years. I can start drinking again, you know, after a while. That must be okay. No, of course not. You're an addict. We are addicts. And I know that's harsh to hear and it's hard to say sometimes, but that's just the truth. So I, we just live in a fucked up society. That's just where I'm going to end it. Mic drop. We live in a very disordered relationship. Well, not relationship, but in a disordered society. I, I wanted to phrase it differently, but honestly, I don't know how to phrase it differently. It's very unfortunate. If I ever have children, I will raise them, my God, so differently. Um, but then again, you know, they're still going to school. They'll be surrounded with kids who are probably going to moralize food. They will be on TikTok. It's kind of like the, the inevitable. It's going to happen eventually, unfortunately. So... That's where I'm going to end it here. Stop comparing yourself with the person next to you. Really focus on your own path. You are the one with a mental illness. It's a, it's a severe, deathly mental illness because the thing with eating disorders is once you start, you can't really stop. Of course, you can stop at some point, but that's by decision. But it's a mental illness. Don't forget that. It's not just by choice. You don't develop an eating disorder by choice. Whilst if you start doing a diet, that is by choice right? And then stopping that is also by choice. So I hope that, I don't know, gives some peace of mind. If so, definitely let me know. And I am very excited. Don't like sleep on next week's episode because that's where I'll share my new offer. Can't wait to share it with you guys. I've been thinking about it for quite some time. Very, very glad to finally start doing it. I'll only accept probably four clients in total, which is very little people, uh, or a very small amount, but yeah. So if you're intrigued, don't wait too long to sign up and contact me. You can always contact me obviously. And, uh, I hope you're having a lovely rest of your day and I'll, I'll be here next week. Bye.
Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Danielle Tenke. See you here next week.